This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 912. Don't freeze when talking business on IELTS. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Questions about business and the economy come up all the time on IELTS. Today, we share sample answers for speaking part three questions that are full of high scoring vocab and ideas. Listen in today to make sure you are ready for these difficult topics. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Jessica, how are you? <laughs> oh, you you preempted the hello. That was that was quick and um, positively perky. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. Do you have any fun plans for the weekend? Oh, gosh. This is um, the first weekend with uh, no business course stuff to work on. Oh, so, so you don't have to work all weekend? That's new. Yeah. So <laughs> Looking forward to that. I might start painting my apartment again because I started that like, not my apartment, my condo, because I started that like before we did the business course, I started the painting and then I didn't have time for it. So I might do that or I just might go on, you know, some hikes and enjoy time. I don't know. Yeah, I vote no you? painting. I vote enjoy it. <laughs> don't paint. <laughs> Take a weekend for yourself. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm I actually love painting though. It's kind of therapeutic. I love like edging a ceiling. So friends will always have me come over and like edge for them because nobody, it's really weird that I like to do that actually. <laughs> Wait, is edging where like you put the tape, uh, right? Is that I don't edging? use tape edging? though. I do it freehand. But yeah, normally you would put tape down and just swipe it. But I just will freehand like get a really nice line. I'm actually really good at that. It's one of my hidden talents. Oh my gosh. I wish you could come over and <laughs> help know, me. Come up to Portland <laughs> and help you out. <laughs> it takes so long. Oh my gosh. Like taping everything. And the, oh my gosh, it's such a long I process. I think true. I'm going to try with no tape and see how bad it looks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can always redo it. <laughs> Just who knows? I'll try and see. I'm going to try and cut corners a little bit. Um, okay, guys. So today we are talking about some business questions and answers. We're going to uh, talk about some speaking part three questions about business. And guys, these could also be seen in writing task two because you know that speaking part three and writing task two, very interchangeable as far as the question types go and interchangeable as far as the language you guys need to provide as candidates. So formal, academic, organized, specific, all of those adjectives need to describe both the writing and speaking. 
Yeah, we've had thousands of students learn from us in our courses, and now we have even a new business course. We've interviewed hundreds of Native professionals, surveyed, well, surveyed hundreds, interviewed, it felt like hundreds, right? It's <laughs> a lot, guys. A lot of interviews. <laughs> And um, I think as you'll hear today in um, our sample answers, we've learned a lot about business. Yes. Yeah. It's been amazing to <laughs> like we, we've worked in the business world for, you know, longer than I'd like to admit. I'm getting old. It's kind of sad, <laughs> but it does oh, come with experience, right? So at least there's that benefit. But yeah, so we've, we've learned a lot through all of our experience, but also just through all of these interviews and all of the content that we were studying and researching and creating and it's been really interesting. So I'm excited for you guys to check this out. It's an amazing course. So sign up, get on the early sign up list at allearsenglish.com slash business. Because if you work in English, if you use English at all at work, or even if you just want to understand articles, you know, about business, you will learn so much through this course. So definitely sign up and yeah, to go to allearsenglish.com slash business to sign up for the course. Yes. Awesome. Um, okay. So Aubrey and I are going to show our um, business knowledge in our sample answers today. Um, and guys, again, if you need English for professional purposes to accomplish future goals, this is the course. It's not just vocab. These are business skills we're teaching you. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it as we give our sample answers because like these ideas of what is it like to succeed in a new economy? That's really the central question we wanted to answer for you guys in that course. So let's get to it. Let's see if we remember all of this amazing stuff. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you first, Aubrey. All right. Um, why? <laughs> that would be so funny if a candidate said that on the exam. If... <laughs> I would actually laugh, guys. If you have an, an examiner who's not old, um, and isn't like doesn't look super serious, right? Because sometimes they're like ancient serious dudes mm -hmm. and blazers. But if you have, you know, an examiner like me, then <laughs> if I give you your topic card in part two, just be like, yeah, bring it. It'd bring be it. So funny. <laughs> yeah, okay. That would be good. <laughs> All right, Aubrey. Why do some people want to start their own business instead of working for someone else? Uh, working for a large corporation, working for someone else is just not for everyone. A lot of people want that autonomy of working from home or setting their own hours and the freedom to really innovate and figure out what they want to do without another person giving them direction. And so this is one thing that has really changed as the economy changes. It's no longer that top-down system of a boss telling you exactly what to do. Even if you are working for someone else, you usually have a lot more freedom to accomplish tasks and figure out how you're going to do it. But even that's not a lot, not enough for some. People are starting their own businesses. There's so much more entrepreneurship happening because people want to have freedom over what they do day in and day out. Yes, perfect. Um, a couple great vocabulary words to do with that, guys. You heard, um, you heard Aubrey say autonomy, and this is something that pops up a lot throughout the business course. But very useful for IELTS, guys. Autonomy just means you get to, um, you control your time, you control what you do, you have freedom of choice and flexibility. Um, it means that if you are working for someone else, then they trust you to take care of the tasks without my 
micromanaging you, right? Like I would say um, working in All Ears English, all of us have a lot of autonomy, right? Like we really trust each other to get everything done. Yep. Um, There's no micromanaging happening. You've got what you need to do and you figure it out, which is awesome. Right? Exactly. (laughs) Can be frustrating sometimes. It can be a learning process. Um, But that's great because then you're always like improving your skills, right? Um, That's true. That's a band nine word though. Autonomy is a good one. Use that one. (laughs) Totally. It also makes me think of this word hierarchical, which is a Mm. a tough word to say. Um, But it's this idea of like the top down system where, you know, like your position equals your status equals your power over other people. And that is is used to a negative effect, right? Um, mm-hmm. And as we discuss in like the meetings module and various lessons throughout the course, a lot of new comp- companies today, even corporations, I would say, are not following this top-down approach anymore, right? And we yep. could think of examples, right? Like um, the structures at Intel or Google, the way that they structure their staff is different. Um, so guys, these are these are ideas that you have to have, not just for work, but on IELTS, right? Um, you could listen to a business professor give a lecture for listening section four, right? Like this stuff definitely comes up a lot on the exam. Um, Okay, I'm ready to answer one. Okay, here you go. Ready? Okay, what are some of the most difficult things about business travel? Oh, gosh. Um, To be honest, I don't think about the difficulties regarding business travel because it's not something that um, we get to do very often, at least not in our jobs, right? In lots of people's jobs, they don't get to do this. So I feel like if an employee has an opportunity to travel for business, it is a treat. It is almost a vacation because everyone's so used to the day in, day out sort of daily grind of life, right? You know, you have to get all this stuff done in a day and wash the dishes and cook and clean and blah, blah, blah. So I know personally speaking, if I get to travel for business, like Lindsay and I went to Japan a couple years in a row, I was stoked. It was it was hard work, but it was also a vacation at the same time. Um, so I don't look at it as being difficult. I guess if you travel a lot for business and you're away from your family, that would be the, the prime disadvantage, would be not being able to be with your family. But if it's just sometimes, you know, it's a perk. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so funny how different that answer is from someone who doesn't travel a lot for business. And for like for <laughs> me or you, it's just fun. But for, like my husband travels three to four times a week. He'll often go to oh two gosh. or three different cities and wow. it gets old really fast, right? So he could talk about the difficult things all day, like on a plane, <laughs> you know, I, uh, in our um, business course, we have an exclusive Facebook group and we, I posted an article there about, cause this is, he has a bone to pick with anyone who reclines their seat because <laughs> then he can't work on his laptop. He has no room for his knees and a lot of people he works with who also travel a ton, they feel very strongly that people shouldn't recline their seats. So I put this article there asking like, what do you think, you know, and it it really um, did a good job providing both sides of the opinion. And then in the comments, we were talking about, you know, what do you think? And for those of us who don't travel a lot, we're like, sure, recline your seat. I want to be able to recline my seat. (laughs) But those who work on a plane, they say no. (laughs) That's so funny. Because like, 
you know, very individual. I guess it's just whoever, um, I, I, we have to, shouldn't it be more democratic? Like if most of the people on the plane are working on their laptops, then sure, like have a rule where you're not reclining. But if just like two out of 50 people are working on their laptops and like, I'm sorry, you know, like the rest of us just want to relax. Right, you'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's do just a quick little bonus brainstorm here for a mm. possible writing task two question about business. Advantages and disadvantages of owning a business. Um, I recently interviewed an entrepreneur and it was fascinating hearing her talk about some of the disadvantages that I wouldn't have considered. She now has uh, like 50 employees and that's a lot of stress for her to, you know, of course she wants to be successful just monetarily and to have her products be successful. She owns a fitness athletic wear company, but now she has the stress of all of these people depending on her for a paycheck and for benefits. And that pressure, I had never thought about it. That would be definitely a disadvantage. It's a lot, right? Like Mm. feeling responsible for all of these people, Um, especially today when stuff is real iffy. Stuff is very much up in the air for a lot of industries, right? So being able to still provide. And then what if you reach a point and you have to make the call and just be like, listen, like the business cannot afford to, you know, like pay all these people anymore. We have to let staff go, which is- That would be hard. Yeah, which is like a nicer way to say fire, right? Like I can't Mm -hmm. imagine having to do that. I know. And how do you choose, especially if there there are no performance indicators telling you, okay, this person we need to know, like everyone's doing an amazing job at their, you know, amazing job. How do I decide who to let go? That would be so difficult. Totally. But definitely Um, a lot of advantages too, right? I think it would be amazing to create, have this amazing idea for a product. See, when they first started their company, um, it's actually called Sanita Athletics. They, no um, leggings, exercise leggings had pockets. They were like the first one to have pockets on the side. It was like so innovative and new. Now you see it everywhere because it's a great idea, right? But to, to have like this great idea and then be able to really make it successful, to feel that success would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think the advantages are enormous, but only certain people would be willing to take those risks and be able to weather the storm of difficulties. Because they say that it takes at least a year for any business to start earning a profit, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it takes a really long time, guys. Um, My parents had their own hardware store, so they had their own business when I was growing up, and I definitely saw you know, firsthand the the stress, the disadvantages of ha- being responsible for all of this stuff and all mm. of the people and employees and whatever. Um, but also advantages like when business is good, business is good, right? Like right. you can have some extra cash to go on vacation or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I, yeah. I well, just it's tricky. And Yeah, companies have to be so nimble, right? Especially with like what's happening with COVID. And there are a lot of other things that can affect the economy. They have to be ready to pivot. If their audience is changing or their customer base is changing or technology is changing, they have to be ready to change with that. They can't be so married to the way they've always done it or the product they've, you know, been successful with in the past. Totally. Um, Guys, I would definitely listen to this episode a few times, okay? Because 
this discussion that Aubrey and I are having right now, this out loud brainstorm, um, has so many amazing seeds of ideas that you guys could use in writing task two and speaking part three. Just remember that you need to think also of specific examples, right? Businesses or companies that show these things, that prove these things. So like in one of the interviews I did, here's a great example of a company that did not pivot and thus failed. Kodak. Kodak yes. like invented like I hope I'm getting all of this right. Um digital cameras, but then right? they they chose um to not follow that through and stayed with the film cameras and they, you know, they lost. That company lost. So this idea of like pivoting being nimble, which means you are able to change quickly and well. Um agility is another great word there. Um that's something we talk about a lot in the last module of the business course, guys. Six skills to succeed in the new economy. So if you are um, using English for your profession or in the future, guys, go to allearsenglish.com slash business. Check out the course. It is incredible. Um, if, however, you need IELTS first, <laughs> then that's fine too. We got your back. Go to allearsenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S. Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really proud of this course. It is amazing. It's better than anything out there. And we really researched. We made sure that we weren't just going to repeat another business course. It's new. It's updated. It's very violent. And to just have it straight from professional natives who have the experience and know exactly what they're talking about is it's like gold. <laughs> Yes, it is amazing, guys. Um, all right, allearsenglish.com slash business. All right. Um, and remember, guys, this topic of business, finance, money, all this stuff comes up all the time on the IELTS exam. And I know it just throws a lot of students th for a loop. They're paralyzed because they don't know how to talk about business. Um, so, guys, be prepared, right? Start reading a couple articles from the business section of the newspaper. Um, you can also check out our blog for this episode. Go to allearsenglish.com slash IELTS. This is episode 912. We're going to put a couple other links in there to resources for vocab and ideas to talk about business on IELTS. Exactly. All right, Aubrey, thank you so much for talking today. Yeah, have fun painting your house. No, don't paint your house. Go play. I Go have fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so hard to make a decision. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.